Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. <laughs> we're here. Hi. We're back. It's, it's Friday. Time no, it's time for not. the show. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's not Friday when this is being recorded for what? Well, so actually, early it, though. It happens in on the occasion. Week. Um, but with that being said, we're keeping our promise, and we are doing this Halloween theme month because what better month to do a Halloween theme than fucking October? <laughs> you know you're right, Grant. It's perfect. I couldn't agree more. It's the perfect time to do it. And what we are doing today is one of the Mac Daddies of the spooky scary the universe. The realm is it's it would that would be the talking board or the Ouija board. The Ouija or Ouija. Yeah. I wanna, Whichever one you subscribe to. I just want to get this out now because it's going to be... I, I don't want it to confuse us later in the show. Um, what? It, we're, it, it's a Ouija board. It's like a hot tub in that sense. Where yeah. the jacuzzi, it's like, oh, I'm going to hop in the jacuzzi. A jacuzzi is a brand of hot tub. Just like a Ouija board is a brand of the talking board or the spirit board. Yeah. So... It's like a fingers thumbs thing, yeah. You know, like not all talking boards are Ouija board. No, yeah, boards, exactly. But all Ouija boards are talking boards, you know. So the Ouija, Ouija board or the Ouija board, Ouija, if that's your thing, they Ouija. Uh, they've taken on a name of its own because it was a very popular type of talking board. So it just kind of took off. That's what we all know it yeah. as now. Yeah, it's branded. Lot, it was branded. It's a lot cooler than saying the talking board. It's the Ouija board. It's an eerie word. It's spooky. Yeah, it's like, ooh, what is that? You know, can interact with that real quick. And we and Ja. Hello. Goodbye. We and Ja. That's, that's not right, is it? Um, I don't know about the Ja. That's what I was... It's German and French for both yes. So is it? We okay. and Ja. Okay, yeah, I had the words yeah. incorrect. But I knew that it was a culmination of two words. Yes, yes, French and German. Uh, that, I just wanted to friends. say that now because I felt like that would get confusing. For like the Ouija board is actually just this board, but it's a Ouija board. It's like, yeah, what? I kind of separated the notes a little bit, but like, still, yeah, I just say talking board. Or, the Ouija, yeah, does this the Ouija like kind of thing. Uh, but, but yeah, anyway. it's a, it's a really cool episode. 
Um, I actually have a personal story that is I find kind of interesting, so I'm going to tell it. And uh, but we'll get to that later. Don't let's do a little little it. background. Yeah, on, let's on learn. The let's learn what this board is. Yeah, what is it? Start right. from the beginning, right? Uh, it's the Ouija board. It's otherwise known as a spirit board or a talking board, like we said. Or right. the spooky dookie bookie dookie board. <laughs> that was crazy. I love name. that. All right, that's what I call it. <laughs> that should be. You got to record that. That was and, do, like and the, put it as as our outro. That was like to the theme of like the the boogie woogie bugle boy from Company B. It's <laughs> like nineteen forties like army song. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really, you've never. I don't even know. I've what the never name heard of it that. Is. It just sounded like he's, the most beach like fifties like dancingest thing, is like, thing he's in the world. The boogie woogie bugle boy from Company B. I don't know any of the other parts wow. of that song, but I know that. You just have to have great diction to be able to <laughs> to say that successfully. Oh, That's the boogie awesome. woogie boy? It's not that hard. Oh, boogie woogie boy. Talking fast is not my forte. Okay, that was <laughs> sorry for the <laughs> sorry for the derailment there. Yeah, the Ouija board, right? All right, uh, they are flat rectangular boards with a uh, with with the twenty six letters of the alphabet, right? Uh, numbers zero through nine. The words yes, no. Uh, don't know, and sometimes the words hello, goodbye, sometimes mistake is on there. They're all in different locations of the yeah. board. All the boards are different. I would say at least Everyone's for, seen one, right? For us now, since probably the 60s till now, your typical setup is numbers, hello, goodbye, or the sun and the moon, yeah. and hello, goodbye, with yes and no. Yeah. So yeah. that that's our layout now. Yeah. We've kind of, you know doctored it up because it's sold by the same company that makes you know fucking trouble <laughs> trouble you're right we'll get to that we'll get to that but uh all right so friggin it has all those words on it the participants are, are meant that they are they're all uh, supposed to place their finger and or uh two fingers you know maybe both their hands okay. on a planchette which is a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic uh, with a small transparent circle of glass in the center. Oh, yeah. And this is used to spell out messages during seances. All uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And uh, Ouija boards are known mostly due to Hollywood portrayals of them uh, to be like a dark and evil tool that's used uh, and leads to demonic possession or hauntings, among other things. Right? Yeah. But where did it come from? Some that's what it is, but guy, where did it come from? Some wild man in the woods who was using... A sack of potatoes as a pair of pants, and he was eating horse potatoes meat. Potatoes are in there still? He was drinking mustard seed water, and he was insane. Just mustard, right? He was, that's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's what it is. Liquid mustard, that's just what he was drinking. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. That, that's my guess. No, yeah, I mean, this guy, the, yeah, we'll get to him. He might have done that. He actually kind of is a good candidate for that. All right, um, so using uh, using a Ouija board, right, is uh, is means of... Uh, psychography, psychographs, psychography, right? Or automatic writing, as others might know it as. Yeah, talk about some insidious, baby. That's what she was doing. Hell yeah. She was just, she was direct (laughs) source. She was like, she was the cocaine to crack, you know? No, she definitely was. Crack is Ouija board. She was like, just give me the pure sweet blow, baby. (laughs) Just let me inhale it. Do we have to watch those movies like this month? I like those Before movies. Halloween, I need to go back to those. I The first two are awesome. I honestly don't remember the third one. The third one was hit or miss. 
I don't remember. It was was that the one with like fine. the little girl? Yeah, I think. Or not like she was like a teenager. I think there's children in all of them. Okay, well, but she was like the main one. She like broke her legs or something. I think. See, we need to watch them. We need to watch them. I don't Maybe know. not that one, but the first two are good. Anyway, I've watched those. Yeah. So Ouija board using it is uh, basically a form of automatic writing or psychography. And that dates back, like, early signs of it were in uh, in uh, 1100 AD China and during the Song Dynasty. Ooh. That's my favorite of the dynasties. It's my favorite one. I can maybe they pronounce it. They wrote the Boogie Boogie Bugle it. Boy from Company B. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to tell you this. <laughs> Flying purple people eater guys I'm gi- just in the back. I'm like, giving <laughs> the Song Dynasty complete credit for that song that they had nothing to do with. Just accept it. There you go. Okay, you got it. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was from there, 1100 AD China, insane. Uh, it is claimed, it's a claimed psychic ability, automatic writing is, it's a claimed psychic ability that allows an individual to write words without being conscious of what is being written, right? These words are said to have been produced from a spiritual subconscious or a supernatural place. Uh, the earliest practice of this uh, was called Fuji. Which is cool. That's the name of a mountain in Japan, I'm pretty sure. Mount Fuji. And it's a type of apple. And it is a type of apple. Fuji it's apple. It's a pretty good one. I uh, like Fuji apples. Fuji apples, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what, what is it? Granny Smith. That's the best one. That's a, Yeah, Granny Smith. That's the big one. Yeah. Go, uh, Golden Delicious. I think that's the other <laughs> those one. Those are just delicious. Those are like the, those are the big ones that you oh, see. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently Fuji uh, translates to planchette writing. I guess. Um, so uh, methods similar to this have been documented throughout history since then uh, in ancient Rome, uh, ancient India, Greece, medieval Europe, throughout history. Um, so yeah, the word planchette, if we're getting into that little, little, little thing that you use for the psychography, the planchette translates from French into little board. So isn't that fun? Interesting. Uh, there's no documented creator of this tool, necessarily. It, apparently some people have just kind of called themselves, like, whatever planchette and just claim to have have made it. Uh, but that never holds up. It's just a lot of people trying to get attention on the streets, I think. I'll tell you this. I We did a homemade one once, and it worked. So just anyone can do this. We did it yeah. with a piece of cardboard paper. Well, not cardboard paper. It's cardboard and a shot glass. <laughs> Just thick paper. Uh, I'll I'll get into the workings of it later. Yeah, yeah. But right. it, it so at the time pretty it, easy. It's just like a, it was utilized. It worked. All right, all right. So yeah, uh, so it, it's known, however, uh, that this early versions of the planchette, rather than having a transparent uh, glass piece in the center of it, actually had a small hole for a pencil. So the actual planchette was the thing writing as it was being moved rather than it spelling something out with locale. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Do you know okay. what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. So uh, the first incarnation of what is now known as the Ouija board uh, came out during the spiritualism movement. You want to know about the spiritualism movement? Yeah, hit me with it. It came out of the burned over district of upstate New York. So they they got the they got the East Coast going on uh, in the nineteen not nineteen the eighteen forties. Uh, it asserted spiritualism that is that the spirits of the dead live on and have both the ability and the desire to communicate with the living. 
right? Uh-huh. So this is good. Spiritualism, theoretically, on, on the surface. Uh, post-Civil War, uh, the majority of Americans had lost loved ones, right? That's just a fact of life. Uh, sure. And in that grief... Something everyone will encounter. It's true. It's terrible. Isn't that spooky? Uh, in in that grief, right, for many people, uh, many chose to utilize the uh, variations of talking boards coming from the spiritualists in an attempt to gain some sort of closure, right? It just makes sense. You're just like, all right, he left like three months ago. We just got a letter. He's dead. Be nice to talk to him one more time, you know? You know, it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it would. <clears throat> all right, where are we? All right, uh... Ugh, the use uh, the use of these talking boards in America, right? They became such a phenomenon. News outlets began printing stories about them and their astounding prevalence. And uh, There's one specific one that we were looking at from 1886, which is crazy. 1886 is four years before the Ouija board was patented, what is now known. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. All right. So with spiritualists, right, you had... Uh, those who truly believed in what they were, you know, preaching. Uh, and just like with any group, uh, there were also many uh, people within the movement that were merely looking uh, to make as much money as they could, preying on those in mourning. So, uh, because of this, the price to purchase an uh, early talking board, which was like an enormous, enormous thing. It was, it, it was basically a table made of, like, cast iron. Like, they were crazy. And, um, so, you know, like the cost of actually getting one of those or holding a seance, it cost so much that it was just reserved for the very wealthy at the time, right? That is until three non-spiritualists, uh, they, uh, three non-spiritualist men, Elijah J. Bond, Charles W. Kennard, and a coffin maker named E.C. Reich, uh, yeah, they collaborated in creating the Ouija board. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I like so, those names too, dude. Reich, it's not. Yeah, Canard, kind of reminds you of Andy Bernard. <laughs> Andrew Bernard. Andrew Bernard. The Nard Dog. Canard yeah. Dog, dude. All right, so Reich, this guy, he was like an avid occultist. He was a coffin maker. He was right on brand to make the Ouija. Avid occultist. He uh, he'd seen what the spiritualists were doing at the time and thought it was ridiculous uh, that they were asking spirits to interact with the living using such an enormous and heavy board. So he was like concerned for the for the spirits like lifting of the of the of the table to shake it around. Uh huh. You're just like they're gonna throw out their backs or something. And uh, so he designed the Ouija board to be small and reasonable, about the size of an average board game board, right? And uh, then he kind of just disappears outside of the uh, designing of this uh, iconic and revamped spiritual tool. Reich uh, simply disappears from the narrative after this point. He's gone. He He's gone. Leaves. He's, I'm He's gone. Now it's down to Kennard and Bond. Uh, when the Ouija board uh, reached its final form, Bond and Kennard founded the Kennard Novelty Company, which is, I that sounds awesome. It sounds like a... It's a good name. It's, yeah, it's just like Hasbro. It's just a different last name, Kennard. <laughs> so it just sounds yeah. funny. You know, just like any Kennard. sort of novelty company, though. You know, it's just like you just make novelties. That's sick. Well, um, there, so it is. It's uh, and it, so Bond, 
the Bond and Canard started the novelty company, and then Bond filed for a patent on uh, May 28th of 1890. Uh, and to prove that the creation actually worked, uh, they had to take the Ouija board into the patent office, and he and Canard uh, demonstrated it for the clerk, who was like, oh, all right. That's pretty terrifying, actually. Yeah, let's. Yeah, it it's works. funny because I I was reading about that actually the patent process and it was kind of funny because they the patent office wanted solutions like they were like, what, you know how does it work? Like tell us, come on, we need to know how it works if we're going to give you the patent. We're like we can't. It's a portal to talk to people in other dimensions. It's like, and the only okay. thing they sold it as was we have no idea how it works. All we know. is... Is that it does work, and that's why they showed <laughs> it. It will to continue them. to work. So no there, batteries. There's no technical patent on any technology. It's just the name and design. The literal, really. just the design. Yeah, and the planchette that comes with it. That's all it is. Uh, I, I thought that was interesting. It like, was uh, hilarious, it dude. Work, but it always works. You imagine taking a Ouija board like anywhere in public. Like, here's how it works. Okay. <laughs> let me show you. Let me show you. Let me let me school you on this. Uh, so yeah, they they demonstrated for the clerk. He got it. He got it by February tenth of the following year. So in eighteen ninety one, all right. And uh, the patent belonged to Bond, so he was credited with the creation of the Ouija. Good for him, right? Uh, the two began mass producing the boards and selling them for a buck fifty each, which uh, in today's money would be forty two dollars and eighty four cents. They are definitely cheaper than they, that now. Yes, they very much are. <laughs> They're going for about half that. Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, that is so much money for a board game. It is, but I guess it you could market it But they were it selling, man. They were making... That just goes to show they were making a shit ton of money. But, um, so, Kennard, uh, where, where did the where did the name come from uh, for, for Ouija? That's, that's the question in everyone's mind. I believe you answered it earlier. Everybody, yeah. But there's some other stuff, right? So Kennard, oh. so, you know, he, they're in business with it. They're just like, this is mine. I'm going to name it. Uh, so Kennard, <clears throat> he claimed that the Ouija named itself in uh, in an early stage of its creation. When he was using it, it revealed its name to him, right? He claimed That's that the crazy. word Ouija uh, was an ancient Egyptian word meaning good luck. However, uh, after only a year of production... A varnisher and foreman working at the Canard uh, Novelty Company named William Fuld, F-U-L-D. F-U-2, Jake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're be so rude. Oh, uh, yes. Fantastic. William Fuld, all right, he took over production of the Ouija boards. After a, a name change of the company uh, to the Ouija Novelty Company, that's when he took over. He just he he took over uh, uh, from Bond and Canard. He overthrew them, usurped their position. He took it away. It's, it's crazy. All right, so we're at the Ouija Novelty Company. He began uh, rewriting the board's history as well with the new takeover. Fold still claimed that the name uh, Ouija came from the board itself, but that is a uh, mere combination. Of uh, of uh, French and German words for yes, but Maury Povich we has determined ja. that to be a lie. <laughs> it's the most like generally accepted one, basically. Many people to this day refer to the Ouija board as a yes yes board because they're just like yeah, it's we and Ja, Ouija, Ouija. But uh, yeah, 
Oh, God. I don't know. It's understood to be false. Either way, I don't know. Everything's crazy. Uh, though it's widely accepted uh, origin of the name today, Fold has also begun to claim that he was the Ouija's creator. So he's just he's just completely going over Bond's he's, head This here. is mine. And Bond completely went over Reich's head, and he's just folded into the background. So many people lost to history. Um, so after a few years of running the company, however, uh, William Fold accused his brother and partner Isaac of bad bookkeeping in the company's finances. That's, that's going to cause a rift, all right? Uh, so William, uh, William Fold, he forces his brother out, and he went to uh, change the company name once more to the Baltimore Talking Board Company. So he's just getting more generic sounding with the. With he's just, yeah, he's name. just trying to market. He's yeah. like, all right, let's just make it accessible. But, uh, however, you know, uh, all of this drama surrounding the Ouija board's production-like company. Uh, it had no negative effect on the growing popularity of the sales, even despite the many, uh, many imitators flooding the market. The Ouija remained uh, resolute. They were on top. They always have been. The growing success of the Ouija only grew from that point, right? The, uh, the sales spiked to unprecedented numbers uh, following World War I for just the same reasons. You know, people want to get some closure on their lost loved ones. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was due to that, um, a lot of people deceased, uh, just like in the Civil War, and, uh, this, uh, this trend continues, uh, even to this day, so, like, whenever tragedy strikes, sales of Ouija boards skyrocket. Every time. Interesting. Look at the numbers. So anyway, uh, in, in 1927, uh, William Fold died after falling from a three-story building, uh, trying to repair a flagpole pretty stupid that's a way to go yeah and uh he did not die initially but rather uh after when he was on his way to the hospital and a broken rib pierced his heart maybe it's because he's defaming the ouija i don't know but he's dead despite this the company uh continued to do well uh for the better portion of the 20th century and the company was sold to parker brothers and that was then acquired by general mills in 1968, and that was acquired by Tonka in uh, 1987, uh, which was bought by Hasbro in 1991, and they still own the Ouija. So that's a little history uh, lesson for you on the Ouija board. Um, it gets around when it comes to companies. And, uh, you know, it was it was being bought by all these different companies, all this oh, drama okay. going on. Hasbro's probably in shambles, about to let it release it to another one. It seems to be cursed, huh? Maybe a little bit. Maybe. So now what we move into is what the board is capable of. Now this comes down to, this really comes down to personal belief at this point. I mean, you have to... You have to have faith, I guess, in whatever your idea is. But uh, it is pretty common that the Ouija board is used to communicate with supposedly the dead or even potentially demonic forces. Um, I just want to take a moment here for all the people that aren't into the ghost hunting shows or this type of universe. Um, the idea of 
a spirit would be someone who lived on Earth and died, mm-hmm. and anything that was not once living on this Earth in physical form is pretty much just considered demonic because we don't quite understand what that is yet. Probably <clears throat> some sort of alien soul, but yeah, just nothing that's lived on so, the planet. With that being said, supposedly you can communicate with both. Um, if you are a believer in the board, the best explanation I've ever gotten was uh, from Doc, uh, the guy who's on Pizza, not Pizzagate, uh, the Franklin Cover-Up Part 1. Uh, him and I had actually used uh, a Ouija board once or twice, and the way he described it was like a phone to the dead. And his point was, you're as long as you go into it like you would a phone call, Let's say you're making a reservation, right? You don't call up and you're like, hey, bitch, get me a fucking table. It's like, hello, you know, I'm looking to make a reservation. You, you're respectful. You're not rude. So they're going to be pleasant with you, whereas vice versa, if you were disrespectful, they would be unpleasant to you. Is that Well, that's assuming it's a spirit, right? Well, spirit, demonic entity, whatever it may be. That the his I feel like do unto others as you would have do unto them. Kind Isn't of something that demons would respect. Well, no, you know? his explanation is pretty much if you go into it with the intention of being a jerk or like a douche, mm, okay. then you're going to get bad results. But if you go into it, you know, just out of point curiosity, and you're not rude or, hey, yeah. when did you die and how did you kill yourself? Like if you if you believe in it and you do it that way, typically you'll get better results because you're yeah. not an aggressive monster that just goes for humanity yeah put that way and like uh, intent and will are like huge in magic yeah exactly which which has a lot to do with this so there you go so this brings us to uh, i mean it's it's very hard uh there the story that i'm going to tell the reason i'm telling it is because there's millions and millions of stories that involve ouija boards so it's so hard to just pick one or two to give you the rundown i want I want to give you a personal one because at least I could tell it because I was there and uh, give you some background, you know. It's fun. But there's one thing that pops up in a lot of different uh, stories here, and that would be Zozo. The name Zozo, that comes up a lot. If you're familiar with the Ouija board, you probably know that name. Hell, you probably know that we're going to talk about him and what we might even say. <laughs> because just turn the podcast off. <laughs> Zozo is the supposed Ouija board demon. Z O Z O is how it's spelled on occasion. It's Z O S O, and on even more rare occasions, it's Z A Z A. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different variations, but it's always like it starts with Z and it's just with two O's or double something. You know? Yeah. Um. So, Zozo is the supposed Ouija demon. He's called the demon because it's not believed that he was ever a spirit. Um, This kind of gained traction in 2009 when this guy posted his uh, first-hand experience with Zozo on to a ghost story-sharing forum, I guess you'd call it. I don't know the exact site. Uh, It was pretty much, uh, he talked to Zozo, Zozo wanted to kill his family, and his daughter ended up needing go needing to go to the hospital with this horrible infection that she got. Spooky stuff, you know. Jesus. 
then movies pick it up. They made in 2012. They made the I Am Zozo movie. Have not seen it. Will not see Whoa, it because you know it's going to be about terrible. That. Jesus, Christ. are you sure you don't want to see it? Absolutely not. You not, don't want to try it out? No, it's going to it's going to be so disappointing. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to try it on for size. So the name Zozo. You might be wondering. You know, is this just a thing that happens in the Ouija board? Is it like a name? Blah blah blah. Hopefully, this picture will become clear to you by the end. But we'll get into the details. Uh, Zozo has a, has been a name that's shown up for about 200 or so years here uh, in the world. Uh, the, one of the first instances of the name being used is in the 1816 book Dictionnaire Infernal by Colin de Plancy, where a okay. young woman is possessed by three demons named Mimi Capulet and Zozo. Capulet. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, All right. So you got that going. Uh, the woman's possessed. Uh, the story goes that this Colin DePlancy guy, uh, he was a hardcore skeptic, but he was very interested in the paranormal. Uh, that's just a little detail, I guess. It doesn't really matter to you. Um, more contemporary, uh, I guess, modern searches, they speculate that Zozo is derived from the Mesopotamian god Pazuzu, who was also the demon in The Exorcist. Uh, and it's just a shortening of Pazuzu being... Instead of yeah. Zuzu, it's Zozo. You know, it's the yeah, same thing. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like a, a slip. Your mind just goes there. And then, even going back into the year 1521, in a banned occult book, uh, the symbol with the etching Z-O-S-O was the code for the god Saturn, and it appeared in this book. Dude, isn't that... Uh, That's where Jimmy Page... Yeah, I was going to say, know. it's Jimmy Page's like, emblem, isn't it? That is where... Yeah, that's where Jimmy Page got it from, this bo- this occult book. Yeah, fucking hippie. Yeah, so we're working with all of this, right? Now, I'll, I'll okay, I'll save this for after. I want you to know this, because <laughs> I'll tell my story, then I'll get yeah, into dude, the, get it out. the skeptical scientific studies of these. This is a particularly strange story. I want to start by saying I do not... in. In my heart, do not believe that the Ouija board is uh, what it's claimed to be. That I'm, a, it's weird. I'm a, you've probably picked up on this through these episodes. I am a hardcore conspiracy theory who loves being skeptical about the things that I love. So That's I question things I love. It's the fun part too. You just go deeper. Now, I'll tell you this because. I don't. I don't want you to think this is skewed by anything. At at the time, I can admit, you know, I was younger. It it was something that was interesting to me. So I might have been a little bit more open minded to it being more real and slightly scary. Like how old were you? I think I was sixteen, seventeen. Noise, noise. Um. Okay, so we'll start. The, it was Thanksgiving, and I was at my aunt's house. Um. Which is an old house. It was built in the 20s, I think, somewhere around there. Uh, it's an old, old house. And um, previous to all this, like right when she moved in there years before this, um, and she she's always said that she saw like a ghost, like a spirit, perhaps, upstairs. Like an apparition. And she's really like in tune with all that stuff, so she like, she's into it, you know, she knows, she knows her stuff. So, you know, whatever, I never thought of it. 
blah blah blah. It's Thanksgiving. We're there. She she loves the thrift store, and she picked up a Ouija board at the thrift store just because she found it was like a buck or something. She's like, I bought it. Why does that seem like the worst place to buy a Ouija board? Whatever. She had it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we were just playing with it because she knows that I'm into that stuff. So my cousin and I were playing it, and she was kind of watching. And we were getting results. We were, you know, supposedly talking to some girl. Uh, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know how true this is. Uh we were talking to this little girl who was supposedly murdered in the very house we were in and shoved in the laundry chute by her mother. Oh, wow. Uh, weird. Okay. They don't have a laundry chute. But then talking to my uncle, it turns out they do have a laundry chute. It was plastered over before they bought the house. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. That was weird. It's not something that I would have been aware of, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, nor would my cousin. We're around the same age. So unless he was doing some extensive like archaeological studies of this home uh and then even weirder um past that uh the very same crime happened in the town i don't know the location there's no location but in the town that my aunt lives in the crime had happened in this supposed year that the spirit told us so you know we're i'm freaking out i'm like this is insane holy shit this is awesome uh, time goes on. It's, it's around Christmas time now. And um, my aunt comes over one day. We're just chit-chatting. And she was like, you know, ever since we used that, I, I've been seeing that spirit up in the attic a lot more. And she's like, there's broken glass up there. The door keeps opening and closing. So she didn't want it anymore. She wanted the Jesus. Ouija board gone. So she gave it to me. She's like, do you want it? And I was like, absolutely. I want this. <laughs> what Absolutely. <laughs> Some spooky shit is tied to this. Do you want it? So I took it. All, all, keep in mind that all this time, I'm just, I'm in it for the ride. I'm learning. You know? Oh, yeah, you got to. Uh, we use it with miscellaneous crowds up and down. I mean, everyone that's been on the show has used it with me. Yeah. Uh, Jake, actually, I don't know if you, I don't even know if we I were. I was there. I saw you. I saw, I saw it. Were you? I saw it Are you happen. lying to me? No. I remember you being at your kitchen table. Actually, I do believe Ouija you because Griff was here, I think, yeah. too. Yeah, and I remember. Griff was like, no, no, I don't believe it. Okay. He was like, he was standing far back in the corner. I do remember. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I very much remember that day. Okay. Um, it's like, it's not real. So we used it quite a bit. Like, we tried it with a bunch of different people. Every time I was not using it. I could be watching it and actively asking questions, but if I wasn't touching it, it was fine. It would work. The minute that I would touch it, it, this thing just zip zap zoomed around like it was it was going like fucking speed racer it was weird and then yeah. every time it would somehow spiral into like it would be a completely normal conversation and then it would just start going like z o z o z o z o z o z o it would just go like figure eight like up and down up and down up and it was like, like this very, is weird very quickly across the board I mean, at this point, you know, I'm looking into all this, so I'm familiar with that. It obviously is, like, horrifying. So I'm nervous. I'm freaked out. We kind of take a break on it, and then we keep using it, you know, come back to it a little bit later. Uh, Same result. uh, If Mitch is using it with Georgie, for example, it works fine. Um, Funny enough, uh, my brother did it with Mitch, and it did not work, and I'll get into that in a little little bit. Um. But anytime I did it, it worked, and it would always end in the same result. Uh, then one day, 
the funny enough, the last time I ever used it, and probably ever will, uh, even not believing in it. Um, <laughs> Still to this day. All right, keep, just keep going. I my I was at my grandma's house with my cousins. Uh, we were I don't even remember what we were doing. We were sitting there on the table, and uh, my cousin and I had done it before. So you know we were talking about it, and my grandma was asking us questions. And she was she was kind of interested in it. She was like, you know, I've never I've heard of them, but I've never seen it. And I was like, oh well, I have one. You know, I'll bring it. So we we brought it over. Uh, it it's not like this was like an out of town visit. We live very close, so it was I, like in that moment where I yeah. said I got it, I brought it, I I went home and got it and brought it Total back. Total probably ten minutes. But so we brought it back, um, playing it with my cousin and. It's working, you know, it's going, the questions are going. And then I started getting a little, I always was skeptical of whoever I was with. It could be, I've known Mitch my almost my entire life, and even the second he was doing it, I was like, I'm was like, skeptical. this guy's fucking lying. Yeah, like, I, I just don't know, it's just something, <laughs> it's human nature, I guess. But, so I'm using it, and uh, I'm now I'm doing it by myself, because I'm kind of skeptical of my cousin, I wanted to just do it myself. Never done it by myself. Um... So I'm I'm doing it, you know, asking the questions. It's fine, blah blah blah. Then it starts getting like real aggressive. It's like telling me to kill myself. It's getting real like throwing swear words at me. It's kind of funny, but like in the moment, it's like now it's like whoa. And then um, the bright idea comes to my grandma, and she's like, you know, where, well, where is he? So I'm like, all right, I'll I'm here. You know, we're involved. Uh, you know, where is it? And uh, immediately, the planchette points like in between uh, my cousin and me, and I'm at the head of the table, and he's next to me. So you know, there's not a whole bunch of room. And it at this point, I was really freaked out. Like I, I had you know chills, so I was, I was done. I was like, ooh, I'm done. It was pointing to itself. I knew, like you know, you always want to say goodbye. I, I don't even know if I believe in it, but you didn't want to mess with the flow. Yeah, you got You got to move the planchette over goodbye. Yeah, at um, the end every time. So I was, I was doing that. I was gonna just force it to goodbye because I, at this point, I'd asked it, you know, can I say goodbye, and it would go to no. So then I was just like, well, I don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm saying goodbye. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do it. And I could not move it. And I'll tell you this, uh, it, I'm a weak individual physically. You're strong. I can move plastic. Okay, Andy, it's not... I could... This planchette that I had, okay, I could just whistle and it would move. It is not that heavy. Yeah. And I could not, with both of my hands, like, slide it for... Realistically, at the time, I would say a couple seconds. It was probably more like a second, like a split second, but just the fear... Of just it being stuck and like, oh, no. Yeah, that, like, creepy, like, fear, that it, it made it drag out so i finally get it and it jerks down to goodbye i was done i remember i went in the other room and i just like closed <laughs> the door done. i was just like heavy breathing i was just like whoa oh my god oh fuck that's not the end of it no way so we box it up uh it was actually the thing that was cool it was uh like the big normal size board then they had a tinier one that you could just do on your lap cool and it just came in like an old cardboard box so we had it in the box and uh we just put it back in its spot and we i don't know we never played with it again um from there we were 
hearing uh, footsteps. I live in a two-story house, so we were hearing footsteps upstairs that could not be explained particularly. Uh, we had yeah, guests we, over. We knew people were not up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had people, like, all hours of the day that, like, don't live here, and they would be like, you know, someone upstairs is like, no, it's just, it, pretty much we just assumed it was the house settling. Yeah. Uh, but then one day, I'll never forget this. I I was sick. I had the flu or something. And I was laying down uh, downstairs watching TV. Uh, and I, it was just my brother and myself at home. And he was upstairs showering. Okay. And he his, he's blasting, you know, music upstairs showering. I'm just downstairs. Uh, and then he I hear the water shut off. And he just comes downstairs. And he was like, like what's going on? <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean what's going on?" He's like, "Well, someone's knocking at my door." He's like, "His first thought he was like, is mom here? Is Mitch here? Is Matt? Is someone here? Are they trying to like fuck with me?'" And I was just like, "What are you talking? Like, I'm sick. I'm like feverish. Like, what are you yeah. talking about?" And he's like, "Someone was knocking at my door," and he he is an adamant skeptic. So he even to this day he doesn't admit he thinks it was a ghost. He's like, "I probably just misheard something." He's a man of science. Yeah. But, I mean, it, at that point, he thought what he had heard was someone knocking on the door enough to come downstairs and see what it was all about. Jesus. So that was weird. And at this point, my mom is, she's, like, done with it. She's like, I know that that board is bringing some bad juju in no, this yeah. house. Like, get it out. No, she doesn't have that kind of thing. So uh, the, Mitch and myself, uh, it's one afternoon in the summer, I think I was 17 at this time. Probably 17, 18. Probably around there. Uh, we we pull out the board from its spot. It hasn't moved. It's in the same spot. Uh, we're going to get rid of it. So we look into it. And what we figured is the best way... At this point, we're kind of on the border of skeptical and believers. But we didn't want to... Again, we didn't want to play with these potential forces. Yeah, why would you bet... Again, you know. So we weren't just going to throw it away or bury it or burn it. We buried it. So we buried it, not on our property. Um, it is buried somewhere around somewhere. That's not a location. Don't go looking knows. for it. Do you imagine how terrifying it would be for like a construction crew to like just dig up one of those things? And okay, here's the weirdest, <laughs> arguably the weirdest part of the story to me. This is what kind of sold it for me. Yeah. We brought it out. We were getting ready to bury it. We dug the hole, and we were just doing a double check to make sure everything was in there. And we, you know, slide it out. Uh, both of the boards are like snapped down the middle, and like the planchette. Well, I mean, it's plastic. It's, it's like a hard plastic, you know, like a wiffle ball bat, maybe. Yeah. Like that was that had like a huge crack in it too. What? And it was you very, never told me this. Part. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> oh my god. Because I I don't particularly know how that could have happened. I mean, it could have. Maybe. I mean, we had but it, it leaned up. it was in the box, though. Yeah, the box and was they fully intact. creased bends in both of them? And yeah. the planchettes cracked? No, they were all cracked down the middle. All three of them were all cracked. And that was just weird. Haunted. So we buried it. Haunted. And then I saged uh, the house. Good. And good. Uh, nope, no issues ever since. Never even heard the footsteps again. But with all that being said, I'm not particularly a believer of the Ouija board. Fuck However, you, dude. having <laughs> that experience, <laughs> no. it is 
strange enough, and I don't know enough information, and I don't trust science enough to ever touch one again. I just don't. I okay, just do good, not do it. Good. Um, that, that's kind of where I lie, but I, I kind of lean more on the believing it's real to the point where I just don't even interact with it. Right. What, and it's if like, you, this is too dangerous. Whether you believe <laughs> it's, it's real or not, I I can corroborate every part of the story I said. Uh, I have witnesses. Mitchell yeah, was there. Yes, I have family. Uh, my personal blood relatives that, like, my mother and father and brother. The story gets, like, we all have comes it. up in just conversation with everyone that's ever been in your house. Yeah, I have witnesses. Like, I, I corroborate times a year. every single piece of the story. And... I know where the board is. It's buried, but I know where it is. I can go get it anytime I want it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. If you got questions, I got the answers, baby. I know I got it all. It's true. Um, I know also vaguely where it is. I know where to dig. But yeah, so I would say, I'm still even to this day I'm on the fence. I don't. I don't believe you, dude. I am because I I see these things. I'm like what I'm going to bring up now. A lot of. But, I'll just get into it, and then I'll just, and then I'll decide. But, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, it's kind of the respect that you have for the potential of it being real. No, definitely. That like, makes it, it real. Like, it's a tulpa in that way. Is like, even if it's not real, we're making it real enough to be like, this is kind of concerning. Yeah, a little to bit. To where it might actually have an outward effect, like in your story. Jesus Christ, you don't believe? Pretty in much. Tulpa. Jesus. Right, let's get into some of those reasons. Then. So, in 1972, we had something called the Philip Experiment. And this kind of gave a vague answer to how the Ouija board can operate. So what they did, they made up a fictional guy named Philip Aylesford. Okay. Okay. Philip Ail- or Aylesford or Aylesford. I'm going to call him Aylesford. I like Aylesford. that better. He's, he has an element. Um, so they created this fake man, and then they instructed a group of people, uh, and they said, you know, you're going to run a seance, and you are going to summon and speak to a man named Philip Aylesford. And the group, ran the seance and they were convinced that they could feel Philip's presence uh, some people heard knocking sounds coming from under the table uh, they felt the entire table shake uh, they saw things kind of like like I don't know like a draft in the room like Come spooky. move some yeah. shades yeah. they were all freaking out They uh, some a couple people said that they actually spoke to this Philip and this led science to believe that uh that the Ouija board is not real, and pretty much that in some way or some fashion, human beings can create paranormal experiences through our own will with a slight bit of persuasion and imagination. And hyper-awareness and senses of being, you know, scared. And what they what they liken this to is something called the ideometer effect. Okay? Ideometer? Yes, and the ideometer effect is, I'll give you the definition right here. Um, as in reflexes, res, res, let me start over. As in reflexive responses to pain, the body sometimes reflexively with an ideometer effect to ideas alone without the person consciously deciding to take action. So, interesting. a good example of this would be, let's say, uh, flinching. Flinching is a good example. Yeah, okay. Nothing particularly happens to you, but your body reacts as if it does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the anticipation for something. It's let's say you're in. I don't. I mean, I don't know if this is true, but let's say you're in like the military, right? You're out and about doing something. I don't know, in another country, and you hear what you believe to be a gunshot. Maybe your first reaction is to like 
grab somewhere in your body to feel if that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, you want something it, you, like that. You just react. You don't even think about it. You're just, oh, my God. That is the ideometer effect. Yeah. And what they're kind of getting at is that maybe there is a way to do this to yourself. Okay? So, in this situation, in your typical Ouija board scenario, you have multiple people. It's a group, right? You're using it together. Usually, yeah. Uh, when you're in a group, you know, you often influence each other, whether you know it or you don't. Uh, you are going to have some sway or influence over something that happens. Okay. Because you're together. So, with this being said, what does this lead us to believe? That maybe it's all just influence. It, I could definitely see it. Like the first thing I thought of with the what is it, ideometer mm-hmm. uh, uh, effect or something. The first thing I thought of really was like be going into like a haunted house. Like you know that they're actors. You know that it's like not real. But it, like when they scare you, like you're you like people that scream or like it actually get scared. It's like I know it's not real, but I can't help that I'm scared right now in this moment. Like, I can't no, help that I'm believing it and reacting to it accordingly, you know? No, definitely. Know, that, that is interesting. I never thought about that. Um, so, now, what this has created, um, people are now using the Ouija board to study what they believe to be different levels of consciousness. So, researchers at the University of British Columbia's Visual Cognition Lab, uh, they are currently doing just that. They say that uh, the certain levels that are often referred to as consciousness, unconsciousness, subconsciousness, pre-consciousness, and zombie mind. These are all zombie mind. These are <laughs> these are all terms that have been or are currently used to describe different levels of our subconscious. Interesting. And what these researchers think is that while we are consciously playing with the board, we are either pre-consciously or subconsciously deciding what will happen with our experience with this board. Interesting. Now, they've also done blind studies. And this is interesting because they wanted to see how people would react. So what they did is they had a test where people would spell out, using a Ouija board, the word Baltimore. Now, Baltimore... They'd spell it out. It was fine. Everybody figured it out. The Baltimore Talking Board Company. Then they would blindfold them and have them do it again. Not one of them could do it. So what they're thinking is that how come the Ouija board can only work if you're looking at it? Because anybody that knows the Ouija board will tell you that. It's only going to work if you can look at it and see what it's saying to you. It's kind of like the tree, if the tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it sort of thing. Exactly. Does this work if no one's looking at it? Exactly. Yeah, all right. Now, what they also did with this test is they tracked eye movement. So, previous to them saying what they were going to spell, they had them spell out B and A. And they were going to figure out what the predictions would be. 29% of the people that took part in this test... They were predictive texting already that Baltimore would be what was spelled based on their eye movement. They saw B-A, and their eye went to L-T-I-M-O-R-E. Oh, my God. Now, other people, not necessarily that word, but as soon as B and A were sent to their brain, 
they immediately went to other letters that could spell words. So whether they knew it or not, at the moment of them using this planchette, their mind is already trying to yeah, figure out the end result. Planning ahead, yeah. It's the same way the brain works, uh, where eyes see reflective images. So we don't see anything the proper way, but the brain understands that and corrects for it. So when yeah. we see, we see things how we see them. But in reality, if we if our brain didn't function that way, we would see things mirrored. Yeah, it's through the lens of our brain that we know left from right. And this brings me back to the point earlier where I mentioned that Mitchell and my brother had tried to do the Ouija board together. Now, Mitch was a believer. My brother is not. And this goes back to the the Ouija board only works when you're looking at it. But what happens if you're looking at it and you don't believe in any of it? Chances are it's Ooh. not going to work because your subconscious has already made the decision that there is no way a ghost or a spirit can do this. So the only other way this could happen is by you doing it yourself. And with all of this being said, this is not to say that it isn't real on some level. It is completely subconscious. It's not a it's not a thing where somebody's always lying and they're doing it. It's that no matter how hard you believe it, whether you're witnessing it or not, something in your subconscious mind is causing you to do this. And the ideometer effect is the closest response we have, is that the way that your brain is trying to finish the thought is by causing your muscles to reflex and give yourself an answer. Wow. So that, and that's just one, that's just one of the many of studies. Uh, that, that was all, that's a crazy study, man. That's awesome. The most recent one was in, I believe it was Sweden, or... It, it was, checks out. It was somewhere out there, and... They pretty much came with the same answer, that blindfolded Ouija boards, uh, using them blindfolded, they do not work. And this leads them to believe even more that it is the subconscious mind that is creating the answers on the board. Or is it a spirit using your eyesight and preemptive uh, movements and body? You know, maybe they're in control of your body doing it. That's somehow crazier. Now, I want you, know, you to remember you know. that at the end of the day, science does not take into account subjective experience, which rightfully so it can't because they are it's an objective-based yeah. thing. Objectivity is the key. So it's hard to pin down one side over the other because we can see, obviously we don't scientifically believe that ghosts are real. However, if you ask the average person, your answer might differ from what the experts say. So this leads to the bigger question of, is it all subconscious, or is the subconscious just potentially the gateway to the supernatural? There's so many unanswered questions. Some say you got to go inward to, you know, expand. But with that being said, the Ouija board, as of right now, with the knowledge that we have in the year 2020 by the experts, can be written off as mostly subconscious movement. There's not a specific answer that they could give for every case, but they are pretty confident in their assessment that it is something to do with the ideometer effect and the subconscious mind. Do you believe it? I don't know. I I believe, believe both sides because... Everything. 
Who know? Maybe you know. I don't know. Maybe I really can't answer the question for you. I am spooked out by them, and but, I think that a lot of them are legitimate. Dude, your story—I've been hearing that for years. It's true, but and it, it every and it, it hasn't changed a bit. There's no deviation every time. Any time you you tell it, any of the details, like it's all the same, and it's 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 consistent. It's spooky, and it's unexplainable, and it it, it is tied to that board. You buried it, and everything stopped. Yeah, I believe it. All right, I believe in it. It's the potential. I don't know everything odd, about it, and I just I don't know what to say. I I leave it up to the viewer. You know, you guys out there, it's yours to believe what you want to believe. Um, yeah, going over to Hasbro's site and pick yourself up one if you want to try it out, or get maybe get it from a secondhand shop. Or get it in contact with me, and I'll dig it up. <laughs> I'm not digging that shit up. It'll be fine. No, it won't. Oh, yeah, yeah, and a lot of reasons why people can't, like, you don't burn a Ouija board when you want to get rid of it. You never want to burn it. Apparently, it's said that they uh, might scream if you burn uh, a Ouija board, and whoever hears this scream uh, will die within three days. Yeah. That yeah, is part of the lore. But with all that being said, that is the Ouija board episode. Believe don't burn them. Or don't believe. It is your choice. Do you want to be a molder or do you want to be a scully? Whatever you want to be, you can decide. Either way, freak yourself out this Halloween season like we've been doing all our lives. But yes, we will be back next Friday with a hot new Halloween episode for you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. And if, word of right. advice, if you do use the Ouija board, please use caution. And say goodbye at the end. Yes. Just like us. In a couple seconds. Follow us on all the stuff. We are starting a cult. That was Grant. I'm Jake. We didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning. But here we are, and we are starting a cult. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also uh, email startacult at gmail.com. There's a link for the Patreon below. And there's also some episodes on Patreon. You should head over there and check them out. Definitely. All right. Goodbye. I love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.